Welcome. The following presentation from Answers in CME is part of an educational activity titled Breaking News for Frontline Dual Immunotherapy and Chemotherapy Combination Regimens, Improving Patient Outcomes in Advanced Non-Small Cell Lung Cancer. To access the full program and supporting materials, please visit the activity URL in the episode description. This activity is supported by an educational grant from AstraZeneca. Hello, I'm Enriqueta Philippe. I'm the head of the Thoracic Oncology Unit at Valdebron University Hospital in Barcelona, Spain. In this program, I will review the major recent studies in dual immunotherapy and chemotherapy combination regimens for the treatment of advanced non-small cell lung cancer. The first study I look at is the Poseidon trial. We now have updated results of the four-year follow-up. The Checkmate 9LA trial recently published its three-year follow-up results. And finally, we have a new compound called MEDI5752, which is a biospecific antibody that targets both CTLA-4 and also PD-1 simultaneously. So its mechanism of action is a bit different from regimens that use two antibodies to target PD-1 and PDL-1 and CTLA-4 separately. At ESMO 2022, a phase two randomized trial data were shown in patients with non ischemic histology comparing chemotherapy plus MEDI5752 versus chemotherapy plus pembrolizumab. The long-term survival outcomes from Poseidon presented during the ESMO 2022 meeting showed the combination of durvalumab and tremelimumab plus chemotherapy was associated with long-term benefits compared with durvalumab plus chemotherapy as well as with chemotherapy alone. Importantly, at 48 months, 20.7% of the patients were alive in the treme plus durva arm, compared with 16.3% in the durva plus chemo arm and 8.3% in the chemotherapy arm. I think it's important to see these results at the tail of the curve in order to understand the long-term survival effects. With Checkmate 9LA at the three-year follow-up data, there was an improvement in overall survival for those patients receiving two cycles of chemotherapy with EP plus NIVO when compared with chemotherapy alone. The survival for those patients receiving the dual inhibition plus two cycles of chemotherapy was 27% at three years compared with 19% in the control arm. For the phase two survival data for MEDI5752, the biospecific monoclonal antibody targeting CTLA-4 and PD-1, the median overall survival was not reached for those patients treated with chemotherapy plus MEDI, and it was 16.5 months with chemotherapy plus pembrolizumab. These are promising results, but of course, with a small study size, we need large randomized trials with this drug, but these are interesting results nonetheless. In the next session, I will examine some important subgroup analysis in these three trials. It's important to, to note that in the treatment of non-small cell lung cancer, we are challenged by patients with pdl one negative tumors. 
these patients may not benefit as much as much from currently approved immunotherapy as patients with higher PDL1 expression. Combination immunotherapy and chemotherapy tends to be more effective for these patients. In a subgroup analysis in the Poseidon uh, study in patients with PDL1 negative tumors, we can see that the median survival for patients treated with chemo plus treme plus durva is 12.7 months compared with 11 months for chemotherapy and 11 months for chemo plus durva. The 24-month overall survival rate was 23.9% for the combination of chemo plus treme plus durva, 17.6% for chemo plus durva, and 17.8% for chemotherapy alone. I do think it's important to have these results. This shows that treatment can benefit even those patients with PDL1 negative tumors. In the Checkmate 9LA trial, it is important to mention that even in this group of PDL1 negative patients, the three-year survival rate was higher for those patients receiving chemo plus nevo plus EP, 25% compared with 15% in the chemotherapy arm. So, as in the Poseidon study, improved long-term survival outcomes were seen in the chemo plus double immunotherapy arm in patients with PDL1 negative tumors. In my practice, PDL1 positivity or negativity is one of the factors that I take into consideration when I decide on the first line treatment. One of the important messages from these recent long-term results is that patients with PDL1 negative tumors also benefited from dual immunotherapy plus chemotherapy. In the next session, I will examine the safety data from these three studies. Immune checkpoint inhibitors, such as these novel combinations we have been discussing, have unique immune-related adverse events, which are quite different from those of traditional cancer therapies. When treating patients with these uh, therapies, we need to be proactive and inform the patients ahead of time of the potential toxicities and what they need to look for. Patients need to know when they need to contact the hospital in case of any potential serious immune-related adverse event. That said, uh, when we look at the safety in the Poseidon study, the combination of Durva and Treme uh, plus chemotherapy is very well tolerated. The most common toxicities with the, this combination anemia, neutropenia, thrombocytopenia, are related to chemotherapy. In addition to these common adverse events, immune checkpoint inhibitors have unique immune-related adverse events, which typically have a slower onset and longer duration. Clinicians must be aware of this to successfully diagnose and manage them. In general, uh, the toxicities that we are monitoring is diarrhea and liver toxicity. The toxicity profile of nivolumab plus ipilimumab uh, from the Checkmate 9LA trials is also manageable. The most common adverse events were hematologic toxicities. We are used to managing these types of toxicities which are common with chemotherapy. 
The most common immune-related adverse events are skin toxicities, GI toxicities, and liver toxicities. I think there is no problematic toxicity here, so this is a manageable combination. Because Medi5752 is a new compound, different from the other two, and presented for the first time, it is important to mention that the combination of chemo plus Medi had a manageable toxicity profile in the trial. Keeping in mind the small cohort in this study, grade 3 and 4 treatment-related adverse events were slightly higher for those patients receiving chemo plus Medi. I think for us as clinicians, it's always difficult to give recommendations. I think probably the most important factor is a discussion of patient preferences among these treatments. And with this in mind, next I will discuss how the efficacy of immunotherapy and chemotherapy combinations are reflected in patient-reported quality of life outcomes. To get a more accurate sense of a patient's quality of life when undergoing treatment, we prefer to discuss patient-reported outcomes. The most common tools to analyze patient-reported outcomes and quality of life in patients with non-small cell lung cancer are shown here. The quality of life questionnaire from the URTC, the lung cancer symptom scale, and the three-level version of the EQ5D from the Eurocall group. It's important to note that in the Poseidon trial, the combination of chemo plus treme plus durva delayed the deterioration in health-related quality of life as supported by the patients. I think the most important of these results is probably the global health status and physical functioning, which were also positive with the triplet combination. The most notable differences here are in cough, dyspnea, and chest pain, with the combination which are probably symptoms associated with the tumor. Also, in the Checkmate 9LA study, looking at the lung cancer symptom scale, which again measures the burden of specific symptoms and global symptom burden, as well as the UQSD5L, which measures quality of life, the combination of two cycles of NIVO plus EP lengthened the time to definitive deterioration when comparing with chemotherapy. In the final session, I will look at how these dual immune checkpoint inhibitors plus chemotherapy regimens may be incorporated into the, into the treatment landscape of non-small cell lung cancer. So, what are the factors that help guide patient selection? I would like to highlight that approximately a quarter of patients with non-small cell lung cancer have a coexisting autoimmune diseases. Because they are typically taking immunosuppressive drugs, these patients are often excluded from clinical trials of PD-1 and PDL1 inhibitors due to the risk of a flare-up of these diseases and worse immune-related toxicities. However, you may consider using immune checkpoint inhibitors in a patient who has not had a flare-up in the last two years and is not currently on any immune suppressive treatment with exception of fewer than 10 mg 
of prednisone or the equivalent, and in some cases, methotrexate. Any decision to use these treatments in such a patient should be preceded with a discussion of the potential risk. You should also consider the presence of an oncogene. Any patient with a positive molecular test for should instead be considered for one of the therapies targeted at that alteration. I would also test and analyze pdl one for all patients irrespective of supistological subtype. For patients with pdl one 50% or higher, we have two options, immunotherapy uh, as monotherapy or in combination. I am comfortable with immunotherapy as monotherapy alone, with the exception of those patients never smokers or with aggressive disease. There is also the possibility of a chemotherapy plus immunotherapy plus an anti-VGF compound in patients with non-schemous histology. It's important to note that these treatment strategies are suited to patients with an ECOG performance status of 0 or 1, or perhaps some patients with performance status of 2, but only selected patients in which PS2 is due to a tumor. But for patients with a performance status of 3 or 4, combination mm -hmm. immunotherapy in general is not the standard of care. For patients with PDL1 less than 50%, I prefer to give a combination therapy for those patients with PDL1 negative tumors, and probably for those patients with ischemic cell histology, I always think of the possibility of giving a dual immunotherapy plus chemotherapy. That is also true uh, uh, for patients with treated brain metastasis. So, in summary, Dual immunotherapy plus chemotherapy combinations provide significant survival benefits in metastatic non-small cell lung cancer and can be added to other approved and recommended regimens. These kinds of combinations could uh, bring additional value to certain cohorts of patients. We look forward to further research that will help define which patients can benefit most and how to optimally integrate these regimens into the treatment of metastatic non-small cell lung cancer. Thank you for listening. Please visit the activity URL in the episode description to view all program materials, complete the post-test, and get a certificate.